I was just saying before, um, before the prayer, this beatitude that's focused on having a heart for obedience is fourth, not first. Because before we obey God, we must come to an end of ourselves. That self-living, that selfish living must be put to death so that we could be reoriented and redirected to live for God. Week 38, being hungry and thirsty for righteousness. What is the fourth beatitude? Well, that comes to us in Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And the word translated satisfied really just fed, means fed. So keep that metaphor of being hungry and thirsty in mind when you see the word satisfied. It, it's still part of that metaphor, being filled, being fed, being satisfied. What does it mean to hunger and thirst for righteousness? I'm telling you, if you get this, you've got the center, the core, the root of the Christian life down. What it means to hunger and thirst for righteousness it means to have a deep desire to obey and honor God. Instead of falling for the lies and temptations of the flesh. It means to be hungry. To have a deep desire to obey and honor God. The metaphor of being hungry and thirsty. Should not be taken as like how you feel in the morning. Or how you feel before lunch. When you're starting to have an appetite. And starting to get hungry. It's about the person who's starving. It's more like a homeless person. It's more like a beggar who is desperate for food, who is desperate for water, who feels a pressing need for sustenance. That's a metaphor for a, having a pressing need for obedience. Uh, it is not the anguish of physical malnourishment, but the anguish for God to teach me and to impart love and obedience to him. It's a desperate, pressing, and often painful need. It's really the heart hungering and thirsting and desiring and longing to know God and to obey God. That's what it means to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Number one, seeking righteousness is the top priority for God's children. Top priority. Matthew 6, one of my favorite verses, a great memory verse. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What does it mean that all these things will be added to you? It means that God will take care of all of your needs. Are you focused? You worry about seeking God's kingdom, seeking his righteousness. He'll take care of the rest. Trust him. He'll take care of the rest. Make seeking righteousness a top priority for God's children. That means seeking obedience. Number two, we are righteous in God's eyes because of Christ alone. This is so important. This is the gospel. Our seeking of righteousness or our obedience doesn't make us right in God's eyes. What makes us right in God's eyes? Faith in Christ. It's being united to Christ by faith that our sins are taken away and that his righteousness is credited to us. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. That's Jesus. That's talking about Jesus dying on a cross in the place of sinners. He, knew, he didn't sin. He wasn't guilty. He didn't deserve death. But as a substitute, he took our place. That's what it means when it says, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's the goal of Jesus dying on a cross, so that you and I, through faith, could stand before God as righteous, so that we could stand before God as innocent children of God. So seeking righteousness, that means seeking obedience, is a top priority for God's children. But number two, 
We're righteous in God's eyes because of Christ alone, not because of our obedience. Our obedience is the fruit that grows out of salvation. Our obedience does not get us salvation. Number three, righteousness is necessary for a peaceable, spirit-filled church. Righteousness is necessary for a peaceable, spirit-filled church. It's so important to remember there's a community aspect to this. We're not just the people who uh, believe in Christ in isolation. But God has brought us into a community of faith, the church. Romans 14, 17 through 19. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now I've underlined that for you. And those three go together. Summarizing a spirit filled fellowship. The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness. That means it's a matter of obedience. It's a matter of holiness. And peace. Peace between people. And joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. A people who are filled with joy. Not just individually. But as someone who would come to visit the church. What they will see and feel and experience. Is a group of people. As a whole, a group of people overflowing with joy, overflowing with gratitude. Well, that can't exist apart from a heart and hunger for obedience. That'll be one of the fruits, one of the manifestations of our obedience is a peaceful, joyful, spirit-filled church. I'll just finish the verse here, or the passage, verse 18. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. It won't happen on accident. We've got to pursue that. Pursue things that make for peace. Pursue things, pursue things uh, that make for mutual upbuilding. That means that we'd all be encouraged. That means that you would be encouraged. And that you'd be seeking to encourage others. That we'd be a people who are encouraging each other. Not tearing each other down. Not belittling each other. Not slandering each other. But talking each other up and raising each other up and encouraging each other. Well, you can't have any of this without a hunger and heart for obedience. That's what it means to hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's a deep desire, like being like starving. You need this. You want this to obey and honor God, which just means to obey him, to love and obey him. Now it says they'll be satisfied. Again, I told you that means uh, be fed or be filled. And that's on the question, what's what satisfaction, right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They'll be satisfied. What satisfaction? The satisfaction of being fed by God. That is the satisfaction. He gives what you need. He gives what you desire. It means being strengthened. It means being comforted. It means being enriched with the joy and peace of Christ, of walking with Jesus Christ daily brings joy and peace that's satisfaction. That's not what the world would tell us to pursue to be satisfied. That's not what our selfish pride tells us to pursue to be satisfied. But this is the source of true satisfaction. Knowing Christ and walking in him. Being fed and strengthened by God. Let me see how many I put under this. I'll try to do these more rapidly. Usually I'll only have one list of encouragement points or application points. For this one, I have two. Number one, God feeds us by his word and prayer. I thought this was worthy of putting on here some bullet points under this because if we're saying it, 
satisfaction is being fed by God, we've got to know how to be fed by God. God feeds us by His Word and through prayer. Ephesians 6, 17 and 18. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert. With all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Supplication means prayer requests, right? Making requests of God. So to be fed, to pursue obedience, seek God in His Word and seek God through prayer. Number two, God feeds us by His Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 13, For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So the source of being fed is God's Word. And we're fed through prayer. But it's always, always, always by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit of God that drives these things into our hearts. The truths of God, God's Word gives us a heart for prayer and ministers to us and comforts us and encourages us. It's the Holy Spirit through whom we are fed. And number three, God feeds us by His grace. God feeds us by His grace. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So it's by His Word and it's through prayer and it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not because we are good. It's not based on how, how well we pray. It's not based on how great our knowledge is of Scripture. It's not based on that. It's based on God's grace. God feeding us is an act of loving kindness to us. It's by His grace. So we depend on His love and His mercy and His grace that we do not deserve. And finally, number three, God feeds us for His glory. Ultimately, all of this is that God would be made known. That God's grace would be manifest. That God's goodness would be manifest. Much like if you go through a jewelry store, everything in there is about making manifest the beauty of the rings and the beauty of the watches and the beauty of the necklaces. Everything in the store is designed to manifest beauty, to manifest the glory of what's valuable. And all of what God is doing in our hearts and lives and our prayer lives and the reading of Scripture, any, all of this is to make manifest God's power, to make manifest God's goodness and God's grace. That's what it means God feeds us for His glory. That's the ultimate purpose. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace. A varied means different kinds. Right? You got this gift, you got this gift. Different kinds of gifts, different kinds of graces. Whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be long glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia and amen. And this is what not just what Christian life is about, but what church is about, what the world is about. That in everything, God would be glorified through Jesus Christ. His great character and great works would be put on display and we'd worship him for them. Let's pray.